Hello, hello, and good morning. My name is Dallin Hawes, and welcome back to another great episode. And today, we are going to dig deep into the first supplement, and we're going to talk about three huge, huge misunderstandings that I hear all the time about the supplement, about who gets it, how it works, and how it's going to affect your retirement. So if you've never heard about the first supplement, this is a great episode to listen to or watch. And if you have heard about it, you definitely want to know about these three things, these misunderstandings that many, many people think are correct about the FERS supplement. So let's dig right in. So the very first big misunderstanding, this is probably one of the biggest ones, is that many people think everyone can get this supplement. And this is definitely not the case, okay? There are only some people that are able to get this supplement if they meet a few of the eligibility requirements. Now, for those that have never heard about the supplement, in a nutshell, the supplement is extra income that you get that's included with your pension, but it's above and beyond your pension. So extra income in retirement, who doesn't like the sound of that? Now, the first eligibility requirement is that you have to be under the age of 62. That is one of the biggest things that you have to understand. You have to be under the age of 62 when you retire because the first supplement is set up so that it will stop at age 62. Regardless of when you start the first supplement, if you're eligible, it's going to stop at age 62. So. The only way for you to be eligible is if you retire before age 62. Now, just because you retire before age 62 does not mean you are eligible. There are certain groups that you have to fall into to make sure that you are eligible. The first is regular FERS employees who have reached their minimum retirement age. It's between age 55 and 57, depending on your birthday. And you have to have at least 30 years of service. So that's the first group, okay? You have to have met your minimum retirement age with 30 years of service, okay? The next group, regular FERS employees who have reached age 60 and have reached at least 20 years of service, okay? So for regular FERS employees, you have to reach one of those two things, either your minimum retirement age with 30 years or age 60 and 20 years. So for example, if your minimum retirement age is 57 and you have 30 years and you retire at age 57, then you're eligible to receive your pension as well as the first supplement from age 57 till 62. At that point, your pension will continue, of course, but the supplement will stop, right? That's, that's how the supplement works. Now, there's a few more groups that are able to receive this as well. If you are a special provisions first, so firefighters, air traffic controllers, that sort of thing, then those who reach at least age 50 with at least 20 years of service are eligible to start the supplement right away. So let's say they retire at age 50 with 20 years of service, they can get that supplement right away at age 50 all the way up to age 62. Now, the last group is special provisions first, so again, firefighters, air traffic controllers, law enforcement who have at least 25, a year, 25 years of service at any age, of course, under the age of 62, they'd be able, eligible for the supplement as well. Now, there are two groups that are eligible just not when they, right when they retire, okay? The first group 
is those that had to retire because their position was discontinued. And in these cases, these people are often retiring earlier than their minimum retirement age, okay? So let's say at age 55, someone's position gets discontinued. So they retire early, right? But they can't start the first supplement until their minimum retirement age, which is probably 57 for most people, okay? So they have two years at the beginning of their retirement where they get their pension, they're retired, but they can't start their pension right away like the four groups I had initially said. Now, the last group that is eligible for the pension, just not right away when they retire, is those that, that retire from their agency with a, an agency early out retirement. Okay, if you retire with an early out retirement, you can retire early, which is a great, great perk, but you will not be able to get the first supplement into your minimum retirement age. So let's say you retire with an early out at 50. Well, you can't turn on the first supplement until your minimum retirement age, which is probably going to be 57 for most people. At that point, it'll go from 57 to 62, so you'll have it during those five years. Now, here are two groups that are ineligible, no matter what, for the FERS supplement. Let's go over it. First is CSRS employees. If you're under the CSRS system, which is the old system, you are ineligible for this supplement. This is for FERS employees only. That's the first group. Next is those under FERS, but that retire with a disability retirement. You are ineligible for this supplement. Lastly, those who are under FERS, but they retire with an MRA plus 10 retirement. And if you haven't, haven't heard about this retirement, basically what it is, if you have met your minimum retirement age, but you only have at least 10 years of service and you don't have 30 years yet, you can retire right away, but you will not be eligible for the first supplement with this type of retirement, with an MRA plus 10 retirement. So make sure you understand those rules. And if you're eligible, awesome, enjoy it. But if not, make sure you know why, and maybe there's a few things you can do to become eligible. Okay, one last note that I have to have to mention is if you retire and you are getting the first supplement, if you go out and get a different job, let's say on the private side with a private company, whatever, if you start having earned income from a business, from salary, whatever, your first supplement will actually be reduced for every dollar you make over certain limits. And these limits are very, very, very low. They change every year. So when, regardless of when you're watching this, Google, what is the earnings limit for the first supplement? It'll pop right up and you'll be able to see it's very, very low. Typically, I think this year it's around 17,000, right? So for every dollar you make over those thresholds, your, your first supplement is reduced. So make sure you understand, okay, maybe you retire early and you're eligible for the first supplement, but if you go get another job, it may just reduce it. Now, you're gonna have income from that other job, which is a good thing, but basically, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? There's pros and cons that you have to know about when talking about the first supplement. Okay. Now, misunderstanding number two. That first one was long, right? It was a big one. Big one, big one, big one. Misunderstanding number two. And that is you have to start Social Security at age 62, right when this first supplement stops. And this is incorrect. This is not correct. So in a nutshell, what the first supplement is designed to do is for those federal employees that retire before age 62 when they're first eligible for Social Security, this first supplement is meant to bridge the gap. Many people call it the bridge, right? 
where let's say you retire at 57, well, it's a bridge of income between when you retire and when you're eligible to start Social Security at 62, okay? So the first supplement stops at 62 and you're technically eligible at that point to start Social Security at that age. Now, you do not have to. Many people think you do. You don't have to start Social Security at age 62 and in many cases, you shouldn't because we know for every year you delay Social Security, you say, hey, I'm not gonna take it at 62, I'm gonna take it at 63 or 64, at 65, up until age 70, you can delay it. You get more Social Security benefits every month. Now, you don't have those years where you're receiving it, right? So there's pros and cons there, but because of that bump up in Social Security every year, for some people it makes a ton of sense to delay. And even if you have to deplete your TSP a little more, during that gap to get the bumped up amount of social security is worth it for many, many people. And let me tell you why. As you let your social security delay, as you do not take it, it increases by pretty substantial amounts. And not only does it increase, but once you have that increased amount, every year you get cost of living adjustments on that increase, right? So let's say you delay till 70, which is the longest you can. Well, it's you get a dramatically higher amount, and on that amount, you get the 1%, 2% cost of living increase for the rest of your life. It can be a substantial amount. Now, I, I don't know if that makes sense for you. I don't know for you what makes sense when it comes to taking Social Security. There are some cases where taking it right at 62 makes the most sense. I just double check for you, okay, what makes the most sense? So, now, the last big, big, big misunderstanding. Misunderstanding number three. And this is the supplement, the first supplement, will increase like my pension does. And this is not true. So, for those that are retired, you may already know this, but just like Social Security, your pension gets a cost of living adjustment. Meaning, every year that you're retired, your pension's gonna increase a little bit based on what inflation is the previous year. Now, for FERS employees, this cost of living adjustments don't happen until age 62. So if you retire, let's say at 57, you're not gonna get any increase in your pension until 62, so that's important to know. And your first pension, or your first supplement will not increase at all. So from the moment you retire, okay, your first pension, or your, <laughs> I keep getting these mixed up, your first supplement do not, does not get the cost of living adjustments. Once it's calculated, that's what it's gonna stay at for the rest, and at least up until age 62 when it stops, okay? So it's not gonna increase over time like your pension will after age 62. So those are the big three misunderstandings that you definitely need to understand is first, are you eligible? Okay, if you're eligible, how do you work in Social Security and these other elements into your plan? And second, okay, it's not gonna increase, so how do I make sure I could keep up my standard of living despite the, not the increase every year? So I hope this is helpful. If you have any other questions about the first supplement, let me know in the comments below. I'll definitely do my best to address it. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I will see you next time.